This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 64, Busting Through Self-Limiting Thoughts with Summer Balesa. Welcome back, friends. I'm Becky Proudfit, and with me is my friend and my co-host, Becky Higgins. Hola. 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 I gotta say, like, I I say, I have said hola, like, my whole life. I don't know why. But my kids have, like, there's fluency. Did you guys hear men in the background? (laughs) Are we? Or are we not? I don't understand why that comment just happened. (laughs) I don't understand We're actually sitting here. I mean, this is one of those non-edited moments that we're probably going to love. Are we really going to let that go? Oh, totally. Why did my husband make a comment (laughs) of any kind? Yeah, David, shut up. (laughs) Or was it Taylor? Mean, it was your husband. (laughs) We are actually the four of us, me, Becky, Taylor, and David sitting in a hotel room because we just got off a red eye and booked a hotel to sleep for, I don't know, a few hours before we (laughs) head off on an adventure together. Yeah. And... We've actually been dying to record with the boys, and this may be the week that happens. We'll I see. think it's going to happen. Whether well, David just got himself into that. Let's put it that way. David, that I just commend happened. you. You want to say anything else? There, way in the to begin with the end in mind, David. <laughs> we had a plan all along. It's all good. <laughs> okay, we digress. Getting back to this week's episode, I'm so excited about it because this topic of self-limiting thoughts and beliefs is something that I realized once I started learning about that I actually had yes. to check myself on a little bit. Totally, totally. And meeting Summer. Summer is one of those blessings that I got to meet um, through our podcast work. You've known Summer for quite some time, but got to meet her. And she is an exceptional woman, strong and fearless and wonderful. And we're very, very excited to introduce you to her and also to dive into this topic because I think it's something that creeps up on you and you may not realize to the extent you have self-limiting thoughts and the role that they play in your life. Everyone does. Everyone and really I think does. it's worth noting, we don't have anyone that's not exceptional come on this show. We're pretty protective. Oh, totally. Have you guys figured that out, right? Oh, totally. We have the most exceptional people. Summer is definitely no exception, and we're really excited She's to She's no exception to her. being exceptional. I know. I just, you're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. Hey, let's first hear a word about this week's sponsor. We're going to share with you one of the best gift ideas we could ever recommend. It's the kind of gift that keeps on giving and giving. It's even possible that you may be ready to gift this to yourself if you don't already have it. We're talking about a seat in the BH classroom. Taking pictures and documenting life with the phone that's in our pocket has never been easier or more convenient. We know this. It's something that we just all do, but are you happy with the pictures you're taking Do you feel like those images are truly capturing life in a way that makes you feel like a documenting rock star? Are you doing something with those thousands of pictures on your phone? Yikes. As someone (laughs) who's really stepped up my documenting game in the past year, my pics are honestly better than they have ever been before. You know I love Becky because she's my friend, but I'm here to tell you that she has a knack for helping me and so many others with better picture taking. We invite you to join thousands of people who have gone through my online course. It's called Photo Tips and Workflow. Go to classroom.beckyhiggins.com where you can see the full curriculum, watch the video that gives you glimpses of the class, learn more about what to expect, and of course, buy a seat in the course. Back to my gift idea. If you're interested in gifting this to someone, simply email classroom at beckyhiggins.com and we're going to help you make that arrangement. Trust me, you will be a gifting genius with this fun gift idea. Oh, and guess what? During the holiday season, we're offering you 20% off with the code Becky20 at checkout. 
some of our most favorite podcast episodes really are born out of real life conversations with friends. Always. And so we're really excited to have Summer introduce herself. But first, I just wanted to tell you what we're going to talk about today really came out of a conversation we had with late summer. at night, <laughs> hanging out. Um, something we were talking about was self-limiting beliefs mm-hmm. and different ways in our life that we keep ourselves stuck or we make excuses why we don't have to begin things or why we can't begin things or be successful with the things we really want to be successful with. So I really want to dive into that. But first, I want to hear from Summer's Mouth just who the heck she is. Well. For you. All right. And, <laughs> and don't Summer, let us down. Summer, before you introduce yourself, is like uh-huh. the perfect person to be talking about this. And oh, that's why sure. we ended up talking about it late at night together because – you know, it's something that's very near and dear to your heart because of yeah. your own life experiences. And so maybe give us a brief um, introduction to who you are and your life experiences so okay. that we can dive into this topic. Yeah. So I started modeling when I was four. My mom. She's a babe. Got me. <laughs> got me into it. I mean, but you were four. So was it was four. your mom's aspirations. So at- is that the right word? Yeah. Aspira- okay. So actually what happened was my, one of my mom's friends was getting her kids into modeling and they were both stay-at-home moms and she was like, hey, do you want to get summer in? This could be fun. And so my mom was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she can make money and then I, I won't, I'll get to stay at home. That's right. She can make the money. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. And I loved it and I really enjoyed getting my picture taken even as a four-year-old. You remember that? Yeah. At well, and I remember being good at it. Yeah. That yeah. I'd be on jobs with other kids that were running around and jumping around. Mm-hmm. And I really like... They told me what to do and I would do it. And that's not very common for a kid. And that's really all you need for kid modeling. Super you obedient listen. children. Okay. That's how to make money yeah. with your kids. Good tip. Yep. That's it. So I, then I happened to be tall enough. So at 16, I started doing it full time and I had the opportunity to travel um, to Tokyo four times, Paris, London, Germany, New York, and then LA when I was 19. So all modeling. All right? modeling. Okay. Yep. Okay. Did you love it? I did love it. When you were doing full time and traveling around the world, mm-hmm. like you hear so much negative press about the modeling world, mm-hmm. right? And and the pressures of that. And what was that like? I really in the moment understood how amazing it was. Mm-hmm. And I was so grateful for the opportunities. Um, I like literally would walk around and like want to take mental snapshots mm-hmm. of Ooh. the cool places I got to go. Um, but you recognized it wasn't like a normal thing that everyone was doing and that right. you were so lucky to be having these experiences. I was like, and I feel like that totally made up for all the crappy stuff. Mm. So when I just turned 17, um, I went to Japan for the first time on my own. We didn't have a lot of money, so my mom couldn't come with the tickets were like four grand And, um, getting there was like very, like a shock Hmm. seeing how, um, I know if you have kids, (laughs) I don't know how graphic you want me to get, but like my first night in Tokyo, all the models going to a club and Mm. seeing sexual acts being done in the VIP section and people doing drugs on the tables. And you're like, wow, this is whole new, this is a different thing for me though. I felt like it really strengthened like I get, I got to see all this glamorous stuff. I dated some celebrities and I really saw that this glamorous life, there's a darkness there. Totally. And, um, hmm. partly, I mean, I still, I went to church every Sunday and I felt the light there. 
And so even as I was kind of figuring out exactly what I believed in and, and, um, that was and, and a struggle. who you were as a person, and who I was as a person, right? In that kind of environment, yeah. Um, I still really felt the difference. On okay, when I'm around these people, it's really I feel the light and I feel this mm. this you know radiating of goodness. And then when I'm around these people, where this is supposed to be like really cool, right? This is supposed to be like yeah, what everyone pinnacle. would want to do. And I felt just wow, this is not not that great, right? Then you know, having models that I'm helping to their apartment and they're puking on the streets and right. Rapongi, you're like, you're like, wait a minute. Hmm. I don't understand what's cool about this. This looks awful. Yeah. You see the other side of it. Yeah. And I feel like for me, that made me such a stronger person now mm. because I was able to experience those things. It makes sense that it would have strengthened your character mm-hmm. for sure. Just because of what you saw, what you yeah. experienced and how you were able to distinguish between what felt good mm-hmm. and what felt yucky. Yeah. Yeah. So then you came out of your teen years and you yeah. stuck with it or? So yeah, I, I modeled. So I went to LA, started doing more commercials. Um, I met my husband who was going to film school and we got married and I started Eliza magazine, which was a fashion magazine. I really was wanting, this was pre Instagram, pre blogs. And I really wanted to create imagery that I felt wasn't sexually exploiting women, but was still artistic and beautiful and clothes that were amazing and not sacrificing style. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut Mm -hmm. you off, but is that where you were coming from with your vision for creating Eliza? Yes. Is that you wanted to have this artistic and creative Mm -hmm. expression, but do it different than the way you've seen it done? And modeling too, I had to really have a strong... um, like I, I had to know what I would and wouldn't do before I got put in the situations mm. because they'll try to talk you into doing anything. Yeah, for sure. And almost, I mean, I want to say every other job I got asked to do nudity mm-hmm. or to do something that I didn't want to do. And so I had to be really strong and be able to say like, nope, I won't do that. I don't do that. And um, How much easier was that though when you made the decision ahead of time? Yes. Like... And we've talked about that on the show before, because if you make your make up your mind ahead of time mm-hmm. and you do come across that situation, you've already made the decision. So it's actually yeah. really easy, like a lot easier than had you not thought of it ahead of time. Well, I, I had two experiences. One was in Japan where my modeling agency, they knew already that I my right. so I was very like thoughtful and prayerful about what I would and wouldn't do. And so then I kind of present that to my agent. This is what I will do. This is what I won't do. And they knew that I wouldn't do lingerie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I booked this job. They said it was catalog. I fly to this little, well, I I take a train, I fly, take another train. I'm like out in the middle of nowhere. I get to the set. There's 40 people who are all waiting for me, the one model to shoot the, to shoot this. And what is it? It's underwear. Oh my gosh. And so literally it, that was a very hard decision, even though... Well, because the whole set, like, you are right. the talent. You and were there. They can't just get somebody else. No. I'm literally probably the only person that's a model and that, you know, in, like, mm-hmm. a 500-mile, I don't know, probably even more than that. Which country was this? This is in Japan. Yeah. Holy cow. So you got all the way there, literally, to yes. the set. And then what happened? So I went in the bathroom. I prayed about it. And I was like, what should I do? And... I felt like it was okay to do this. Hmm. I walked out. 
And I part part of it was because it was like a bunch of grandma underwear too. I think if it was like garter belts <laughs> yeah, and like hey. push up bras, oh, that's funny. Yeah, it, I I don't think I would have got the answer to do it. Yeah, but because it was a bunch of like not super sexy stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. more like basic, and everybody needs to buy underwear. I felt like okay with with doing it, so I I said yes, and it honestly was a very still a horrible experience. Hmm. Um, being in your underwear and having people like straighten it out all day long yeah it's very uncomfortable and I was like this is why I don't do this yeah Yeah. and so I went back to my agency and was like I'm heading home and they apologized and begged me to stay and I had another experience where I was in New York doing a runway show for Dolce Gabbana I was there a shoe a shoe runway show Mm -hmm. and one of we're literally mid runway show and we are throwing clothes on and one thing didn't work on one girl so they were throwing it on me on the last minute and it was see-through and I was like I don't do you have a do you have a cami I don't do see-through stuff and they were like put this on we're paying you get your butt out there the show is literally going on and I stuck to my guns I was like listen this is not something I do and I ended up (laughs) they were very upset of course again it was not easy even though um that's so brave. And they never hired me again. Of course not. Of course not. Right? Right. But it was okay. That's and I so brave. I did have a girl come up to me afterwards and was like, I all the time get asked to do stuff I'm uncomfortable and I never thought I could say no. Mm. And for me, that was so validating. Yeah. And I feel like the older I got and after those two experiences, I was so much stronger in really making sure, really communicating. And I, yeah, I got put in less and less situations like that. I love wow. that you created this magazine based on those experiences because it was something that didn't really exist, right? Mm-hmm. Like these beautiful editorial shots, but yeah. also were honoring your your modesty and, and, mm-hmm. and the things that were important to you. And I love when people do that. That just like sets my soul on fire. And that kind of is a good transition even into to jumping into the topic we we're going to talk about today is I think sometimes in life we look at what everyone else is doing and if something doesn't exist, we assume it doesn't exist because someone has tried it and it doesn't work or someone has tried it and it can't work or it's not possible when really like sometimes things don't exist because no one's ever had the guts to try it or mm-hmm. maybe they've tried it and it hasn't worked, but they weren't the right person with the right tools. And so yeah. when people create what they, what they want, when they see a need and create what they want, that is just so empowering because to do the opposite is to want something and just assume you can't have it or it doesn't exist or it'll never work. Mm -hmm. And we totally block ourselves. It's like putting this glass ceiling, but we're doing it to ourselves, which is so bananas Mm because nobody wants to live that way. You want to be creating things um, that don't exist, right? That's like the definition of innovation. Yeah. So maybe go ahead and, and speak to your experience then, Summer, in terms of some of the um, yeah the life experiences that you've had with roadblocks and limiting beliefs. Do you want me to tell you more about me, or are we? <laughs> I want well, to go there. Becky was transitioning right <laughs> on out of there. I did want to hear a little bit more. Is well, that let's okay? Hear a little bit more. Okay. I know this. It all kind of plays stuff. into it. Because really I does. feel like um, I feel like potentially my hurdles came later mm. oh okay i would say more keep going girl keep okay. going girl get it, it summer <laughs> so right around this time um 
Brooke White, who I know is a fan or a, a friend of she the show. She is such a fan of the show. <laughs> she is. She is. Also a dear friend. We absolutely yes. love Brooke. And we will link in the show notes to the episode that Brooke was on. But yes, we all love her here. So we met on MySpace right around this time. Anyone? Anyone? No? Can MySpace? I just tell you, I had to contact MySpace. I kid you not. Like last week. Because what? This is a true story. I, I've lost some pictures in like a hard drive, but I figured out that like this was around the MySpace time. And I don't know my MySpace password. I don't even know what email the flipping thing was under. And yeah. so I'm trying to email MySpace to export all of my photos that I had on MySpace. Oh. Do they still exist? You're darn skippy right. They sure do. And okay. this is like a thing. You can email MySpace and get your photos. FYI. Okay. Wow. Tip amazing. of the day. Yeah. Okay. So you met You're on welcome. MySpace. We met on MySpace. <laughs> I... Um, this was pre, she wasn't on American Idol yet. We did these, um, little events in LA called she markets, like a flea market. And she'd bring her keyboard and play and sell her EP. And I had friends that did art and clothing. What's EP? Like a, a, a oh, mini. Oh, you sweet, sweet. <laughs> no, I am representing the listener who okay. literally has no clue what it's EP like is. like a CD. And with, also I don't with know. With like six songs. <laughs> <laughs> and also I'm socially irrelevant. It's coming up again. No, I don't even know. Like what a, a little mini album. Okay. All right. Got yeah. you. Got you. And um, then she went on American Idol mm-hmm. and I put her on the cover of Eliza. We reconnected and we, she called me up one day and we decided to work together. So cool. So then we, and we also both knew we were both married, but we had no kids yet. And we knew we wanted to start a family, both of us, and that the fields that we both were in were potentially not the most not conducive family yeah. conducive mm-hmm. and yeah she had just gone off a tour and she's like this is not m- maintainable with yeah having a family yeah and so we decided to start the girls with glasses show on youtube and a lo- i kind of had to decide i have too many babies before i had babies right <laughs> eliza girls projects, with glasses yeah. and girls with glasses started doing really really well so I stopped doing Eliza and focused all on Girls With Glasses. I also helped my husband, who is a writer-director, and we did his first feature film, Amber Alert, which I starred in. Hmm. Woo! I'm going to go home and watch that. I know. Yeah. I think especially as moms, it's like a horror film for moms. It's Wait, very... is it going to make me like watch my sleeping children for six to ten months? Potentially. I don't know. I feel like it's just intense in the moment. Watching it is intense. Okay. That's okay. all I'll say. Okay. We can do that. It's intense. Okay. And if not, I'll be calling you at 2 a.m. Yeah. And, and you guys know me. Harassing you. So. Yeah. yeah. It's so not it's fine. Real. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I know for sure whatever is going to happen to you. Right. It didn't happen. And it's found footage. So literally, I had people on the internet being like, actually, I can't tell you. Because then it'll wreck the ending. But. Okay. Don't say anything else. People like. They don't were concerned. Else. Freaking out about stuff. Okay. <laughs> Now I really have to watch I know. it. Yeah. This is such a fascinating life story. I know, I'm loving huh? it. Okay. So then I have three kids. Uh-huh. And doing girls with glasses. And I also ended up kind of randomly getting an agent again. I hadn't been modeling since around Eliza time. And I got an agent. And one of my very first auditions was for a TV show that was coming back called Deal or No Deal. Mm-hmm. And they auditioned like 20,000 girls. New York, what? Miami, L.A. 20,000 girls tried 20, out for that? Yes. Crazy. They all just wanted to rub Howie Mandel's head. Is that what's going on? <laughs> Give him a fist bump. Yeah. They wanted to have the briefcase. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a really big deal. It is. A, so many girls. And I booked it. 
That's so it crazy. was awesome. Twenty thousand girls, and, and honestly, you're one of the chosen. I when I was nineteen, I tried out for it, the original oh. one, and I did not get it. Uh huh. And this time, I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna get it." I have three kids. I'm a yeah. mom. I'm like, I, I mean, literally one of the other girls, I could be their mom. Yeah. So <laughs> like, crazy. And I hadn't lost my, I haven't lost my baby weight. And I just thought this is not a body that they would want. Mm-hmm. And it's literally a modeling gig. It's a modeling gig. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I mean, if you're you've on seen television, the show, you're yes. on television and it's um, these very beautiful girls. Holding briefcases. Yeah. And walking up and standing up in their the spot. Stairs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's, yeah, of course that that's. That sounds what. like what happens every day at my house. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I dress in super hot outfits and yeah, just stand there and look good. So you yeah. auditioned with mm-hmm. doubt. You're like, I'm going to do this, but there's no way. And I, I knew, like, when you get an agent, if you say no to too many things, mm-hmm. they won't send you out again. Yeah. And so. I, that's really why I did it. I was like, I just have to do this because they asked me to. Yeah. And I'll just do it. Um, and I remember even going to the callback. So first I got put on videotape. Yeah. And then uh, I got a callback. So we went in and there was like 20 other girls there. We came in in threes. We had to walk all together. And, and it was a very intense question answer. And mm. I feel like that's when I felt like, huh, maybe I have a chance here. Mm. Even though all these girls are so beautiful, so little. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But they really were like asking deep questions. Oh, interesting. That is interesting because you wonder what the value is that they were feeling that they wanted from models who you're just going to see their faces and their bodies. Well, we are mic'd during the show. Okay. Yeah. They sometimes interact. Yeah. And they wanted us to definitely have personalities and be able to speak and be Mm -hmm. confident and not be a stereotype of what a model is. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I kind of felt like, Maybe You're like maybe my it. substance. I'm will, interesting uh, <laughs> and full of awesomeness. <laughs> I have life experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then that well, was and, part of the audition. And part of the audition is I said is that I they're like if you get this like why would that be important? And I said that I feel really strongly that as a mom of three, I should be able to dream big and do cool things like this mm-hmm. and in, inspire other women to know how much worth they have, even if you look in the mirror and are like, this is not the body that, that your ideal, my ideal body. And this is, you know, all these things that potentially could be limiting. Yeah. That wherever you are, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to dream, like it's possible and to go for it. Mm. And I think, um, Obviously, I think that ring rang true, and and yeah. they want they wanted to encourage women. And well, even as you're saying that, Summer, you're feeling it all over again. Mm-hmm. And and I wish you guys could see her, but you're feeling that. And so when you express that and answer the question in that interview process, mm-hmm. they felt you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because you you were feeling the truth in that. Yeah, and yeah, I think of all my friends who are amazing. And, and we talk and I hear their insecurities or the things that hold them back. And I just want to stand up tall and dream big so that they also feel the same, that they can do it too. Which it, is why we're talking about this today. And isn't it interesting yes. that like as women, I feel like 
when we stand up and do something, like you standing up and doing something, it almost gives other women permission. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. you get in these cycles and you forget that like you can dream and you're entitled to dream whatever you want. Yeah. You can make any reality or any situation a reality in your life. You really can. It's about choosing and being intentional, but there is there is really no limits. And yeah. how often we stop ourselves before we even start because right. we don't feel like we have the ideal body. Which by the right. way, ladies, I've never heard any woman say, "No, I have the ideal body. And that's one thing I learned really quick in mo- with modeling too, mm-hmm. is I'd be on these auditions with beautiful girls. And really every girl, I could be like, oh, her legs are longer than mine. Her hair is shinier than mine. Yeah. Her, literally every girl I could pick apart and see all their most beautiful features. But then listening to them talk about their bodies, about how like, oh, I'm working on this and this is not working. And um, I this is my mm-hmm. faults picking their bodies apart and it really was again kind of like seeing the two things where I'm like whoa clearly they're beautiful Mm -hmm. and we need to not focus on that we you could pick pick apart your whole entire body all of us everybody everyone even the most beautiful gorgeous girls who you die to have their body are still picking apart their body. It's so Everybody's stupid. Dead, right? It is. It's so stupid. Why? Yeah. My friend Amanda told me we have these body conversations all the time because, you know, going through the cancer journey, I gained like 20, 25 pounds from steroids and chemo. And mm-hmm. then my body's going through menopause. Well, I'm actually through menopause now. You're Congratulations. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but having that, I have this extra weight and I'm working out and eating healthy and it's just, nothing is really, my body's mm-hmm. just needs to rest and it needs peace and it needs healing. Um, and I was talking to my friend Amanda in one of my frustrated days and I'm like, why? I don't even understand. Like there's nothing I can do about this. And she said, you got to get a handle on this because it's not going to get any better. Like you're not going to all of a sudden look younger and skinnier. Like aging is this beautiful, wonderful process. But if we're framing it as like this downside of our body, we have to get right mentally because it isn't going to get any better. It's not going to get easier to lose weight. It's not going to get easier to love our body. And so we really need to focus on getting our minds in the right place because it can seriously paralyze you if you're just thinking about, what your body you think it's not doing for you yeah everybody's in that place well that's very much part of your message isn't it right so I mean I feel like one thing that really helps me is not focusing on my body focusing on things I can do focusing on things my body does that are amazing and awesome uh, like make babies for heaven's sakes and grow human beings (laughs) no big deal (laughs) yeah Uh, but all these amazing things that we can do and Mm -hmm. really my body is the least interesting thing about me. I love when Summer says this. You have to say it again. We got to really all let this marinate in our souls. And I'll say this. Your body is the least interesting thing about you. Seriously. Let that sink in because that's truth. Mm -hmm. Truly, your body is the least interesting thing about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you convince someone to buy that and really believe that? I mean, I think there's no, like, super easy answer for that. I think um, when you – I mean, I still do it when I see my reflection or a picture that is my body. I'm I'm actually very good at taking pictures where I look skinny. Right. You know (laughs) how to do it. I am too. It's your special talent. But then – a job that you have to take pictures, you get very good at it. Yes. But then I see myself in the mirror, and I'm like, oh – 
where did all that come from? Right? <laughs> oh, hello. That wasn't in that picture at the right <laughs> no, angle it was with not. awesome filters. What the heck? <laughs> it's true. But I think walking through, walking through the thought process of my body is awesome. It does amazing things. And that I have worth beyond my body. And that what I bring to the world is so much more important. And I can't do that if I'm focusing on my, my body and picking it apart. I just had a thought, and I haven't done this myself, but let me just put it out there. If someone is struggling with being too fixated on their body, and they are fixated, of course, on the negative things, perhaps one way to get through that because it's hard, it's going to be hard for a lot of people to really just buy into that immediately. Mm-hmm. Maybe a good practice would be to every day for a week, for example, mm-hmm. say three things that are amazing about your body mm-hmm. or th- yeah. three things that you are grateful for that your body does for you mm-hmm. and, and not allow yourself to focus on nitpicking mm-hmm. or picking it apart or criticizing mm-hmm. yeah. or critiquing or any of that, but only express gratitude Another thing is, if you've ever heard, I don't know if it's a, a ratio that they say in a marriage. Mm, yes. yes. That, we were talking about that on an episode, yeah. what, three weeks ago? Yeah, very recent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you say, for every one negative thing, you say like three or seven or whatever. 19, 47. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> My marriage, it's 187. Sorry. Nice things about yeah. your body or yourself. Yeah. Because I feel like, too, even just saying like, oh, my body does this and this. You can even, I am kind. I help my friends. I look out for the underdog. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, I, I mean, I feel like let go of even the talking nice about your body. Right. Talk nice about yourself and change that focus. Well, I and you know that. what's interesting is women, I feel like now are, are really empowered. Like there's this whole like rising up movement about, um, not being judged on our self-worth about bodies. And yeah. I feel like women though are kind of giving mixed signals because Mm -hmm. like as um activists i guess we're we're saying that we want to be treated fairly and we don't want to be um not victimized what's the right word we don't want to be i and plagiarized is coming in those are not right words either um we don't want to be just judged on our bodies Mm -hmm. that word's going to come to me at some point (laughs) but sometimes with the so that's like the loud message we're saying right Mm -hmm. that's what we're putting out there but then i think we as women you mean just in general okay but then i think also the quiet message the internal message the way we're approaching things sometimes is a completely opposite message and it's exactly what you're saying like don't judge me for my body but guess what i'm judging my worth by my body Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And it becomes yeah. a very conflicting, conflicting message. And having balance in this area, because we, you know, when you're swinging from one side of the pendulum to the next, it creates total chaos. And mm-hmm. so we need to kind of ground ourselves and center ourselves and and figure out ways to frame our body with with what it is. And it's a tool to accomplish so much more. It's not the mm-hmm. beginning and end of your worth or or your capabilities or whatever in your yeah. life. And I feel like that's even harder of a struggle internally when you make a living by what your body looks like good point when you model and I feel like Instagram too you can feel Mm -hmm. a lot of those pressures with that but knowing um that if my body was a little skinnier I might get more jobs and I think um one thing that I've very recently realized is one of my strengths so 
one of my weaknesses I should start with is all the things. I do too much stuff. I feel like I could get really excited about multiple projects. Like I just bought a house in Lake Arrowhead that I'm redoing. <gasps> no way. Yes. I didn't even know that. That's the first <laughs> I'm hearing about it. And the modern launch. That's awesome. I, oh. I have its own little Instagram. But like, so there's all these things that I love and I enjoy doing. And I feel like for sure, I feel like it's a weakness a lot of the times. But recently I've, I've come to the realization that there is some strength in having a lot of different things that um, you enjoy and you like and you do. And now I've lost my train of thought. Well, you're, <laughs> you're focusing okay. on the positive that yeah. it is. And so, mm-hmm. and I think that we all can go through that exercise. Yeah. You're viewing something that used to be, from your own vantage point, a weakness. Mm-hmm. And you are choosing very intentionally to say, yeah, I like to focus on a lot of things. And by the way, P.S., you're creative. Because you have to. You know what? As you're your saying that too, all the things. if you think about it, um, there is also kind of messaging. Like, there's so much. I'll say self help for lack of a better term, but there's so much information out there in different podcasts and books. And I feel like as a society, we're becoming much more intellectual and in, in wanting knowledge and in, in all of this. And that's so great. But the me- like the doing everything, having so much to do, doing all the things almost has a negative connotation right now. Like, no, mm-hmm. you need to simplify. And the simplify Focus. is the message. Yeah. That can be a self-limiting thought. Mm-hmm. Because anytime you adhere to like something that's a broad, like, um, like an umbrella statement, like doing mm-hmm. all the things is bad. Well, that might not right. necessarily be true. Because for me, um, I thrive and grow when I'm balanced in a lot of different activities and if I wasn't to be true to that side of me that is a go-getter that that yearns for that kind of um, stimulation and interaction that would not be good for me it's individual that it, yeah. it, that's my point yes. is yes. there is no ideology or like there is no thought thought work that you can do that is just the same for everybody mm-hmm. and really when you're trying to adhere to these boxes or really trends for really is what it is um that becomes totally self-limiting because you're putting yourself in this box of like, oh, maybe I fit here and maybe that works for me. And again, going back to what you did with Eliza, it is so much better to do the work to create what what doesn't exist. I can totally be a stay-at-home mom and a businesswoman and do all the things. I totally can do that because for me and my gifts and in my situation, that is what is good for me. And it doesn't have to be good for anyone else. And I feel like the same thing. It's it's given me so many opportunities and amazing things I've gotten to do by just saying yes to things that maybe aren't in my focus. If I only was like, this is the only thing I do, right? I wouldn't have been able to experience all these things mm-hmm. and do cool things. I love things. that. I think that's really cool. The doors open. They mm-hmm. fling open. They do. Yeah, yeah when you're But willing. doors fling open oftentimes in your periphery. Because we get so laser focused mm, and we're like, point. I want this door to open. Yeah. I want door 3B to open. But we don't even notice that door 7A has been open for 10 minutes and you just haven't even noticed. Because hmm. you yeah. want it so badly to be this. Do you know what I mean? That's a good mm-hmm. point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> good one, Baxter. Thanks. Way to go. Get it, Proud Fit. So I, mean, I feel like for me, like the deal or no deal, I haven't lost my baby weight. I shouldn't be auditioning for this. Um, like was limiting. Why? Wh- what do I even have to offer? Like, are you kidding me? Right. And right? now, obviously, looking back, I'm so grateful that I moved forward, even though I had these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And same with Eliza. I wasn't. I wasn't a journalism major. I just saw this need, 
And I developed a lot of talents that I needed to do that, which helped me when we did Girls With Glasses. Mm. There was all these things that I learned doing the magazine that helped me there. And same with Girls With Glasses. When I produce my husband's stuff, it helps me with, with that stuff. Everything I do helps me do the next thing or other things better than if I would have just focused on that one thing. Absolutely. Love that. I love how everything builds on previous experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you could have not done any of those things. And we were talking a little bit ago about how you, you feel that this is actually something that comes a little bit more naturally to you than maybe a lot of people. And I, um, and I come from a place of I, I know that I have perfectionistic tendencies mm-hmm. and that is what limits me in pressing forward with some things because I think that if I'm going to do it, it's got to be 110% yeah. or I'm probably not going to take the first step. Or like another limiting belief is that, oh, they're doing it so much better. Mm. Like I'd, I shouldn't even try. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if um, I feel like it's because I'm not a perfectionist that I'm like, I'm just going to do my best. Yeah. And I'm going to put it out there and see what happens and learn. Yeah. And, and, and really what it comes down to, to, to also is that if I feel very strongly, so if I pray about it and I know that this is something that I need to do, that I feel really good about it, that I move forward, period. No matter yeah. what. No matter what. You just take it's the hard. first step. It's hard. I have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing. You're I don't afraid. know if anyone's going to help me. You're terrified. Yeah. Move forward. Yeah. And then it's hard... Or, and usually I have like success fairly early. A lot of things will fall into place and then it's freaking hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have that like first yes. little peak of success yeah. and then it kind of tapers and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, darn it. Now I really got to get to work. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. just keep, keep, keep at plugging it. along. I, yeah. I think it's important to say too, um, I think there are people that have natural gifts for being able to move forward, mm-hmm. um, more easily than others. I totally relate with you that way. Cause I'm the same way. The difference is, is I think people look at people like you and I and think, man, they're fearless. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it is. I'm not fearless. I'm just able to um, tolerate being very mm-hmm. uncomfortable and terrified mm-hmm. and still move forward. And I feel like I'm more afraid of who I would be and mm-hmm. what I would have to do for a living yeah. if I didn't move forward mm. with good point. these creative things that I feel yeah. strongly about. That so, is an interesting perspective. I know. I, I, I agree. That is interesting. And I don't know that everyone's going to relate to that, um, which is why I'm glad that you're expressing it, because some people will. And so when you think about people who it doesn't come as natural to them to just be like, yeah, I'm just going to take the first step and it's fine if it's not perfect. And it's fine Mm -hmm. if I feel like I'm supposed to lose 15 more pounds or I'm supposed to have $10,000 more to do the thing or whatever. Or X amount of more followers before I launch It's almost as if she looked right at me when she said that. (laughs) We may have been talking in the past 24 hours because when I started on Instagram, like what, 10 months ago at the time of recording, um... I didn't really see it coming. And also, it's really hard to grow um, a following. I hate that word. We got to change this verbiage. But, you know, the We're followers. You. It's because, yeah. you know, when you're, I mean, doing, like, yeah. when you're doing social influencing as, as, a, as a profession, as a business, the follower numbers matter. And, and it's just, it's really difficult. And, and I seriously had so many insecurities about that. And it's interesting, too, because really how many followers you have we think it's just in this social media uh-huh. space, but I have friends that are makeup artists and stylists and actors who, if you don't have over 10,000 followers, like you don't get auditions, you don't get jobs. Yeah, Whoa. It's such a crazy 
paradigm shift that's happening Mm -hmm. that it's hard not to really want more followers and want that growth um, because it helps almost every job it helps. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Do you know what I think, It's though? about getting the swipe up link. She just yeah, I want the swipe, swipe up link up. because when I offer discounts, <laughs> it's about 84,000 times harder yeah. to yeah. do it without the swipe up. Right. So you have right? an actual yeah. I totally quantifiable do. I am not putting yeah. my I'm not putting my validation as a human being on numbers, certainly. Um, but I also think that somewhere deep down, I thought when I totally showed up in my true authentic self and like really put my mind to it, that it would happen because generally when I put my everything into something, it happens and not that this isn't going to happen, but I'm having to learn patience mm-hmm. and that's what I was going to call a long you out on game strategy is I am not being patient. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. And I can confirm the, that. <laughs> Becky's like, I talk confirmed. about it with you every Hashtag day. Confirm. Right. Yeah. You are the least patient person about this. About, I really yeah. am because I'm just going to get really silly. like real here. Okay. Go at the core of what scares me is I don't do things halfway. And so it takes a lot of I have to have a lot of conviction to get behind something 100%. My fear is, and this has never happened to me, but I'm sure it will because it's life. Um, my fear is if I show up with my 110% and do everything I can and show up using all my gifts and talents, putting everything I have into it, what if it's not successful? What if I don't reach that goal? What does that mean about my hundred percent. Do you want me to answer that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, of course. I, and I, I know, want you both to answer. Someone, I want to hear yeah, someone has something to say you. as well. But mm-hmm. girl, you've got to finish playing the what if game, just like oh, you I taught know. me. Totally, you taught me that because of what James, your son's yeah. therapist, taught him. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna say what if, you got to answer the question. Follow it the whole way through. So yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. what if? Right. And the end answer is what if literally nothing correct like what nothing changes yeah. nothing inside of me changes and my worth doesn't change my personality literally nothing changes but there is that irrational like what does that mean so and this is what i think also you already have more followers than a lot of people totally and so i feel like it's very easy to be impatient that you're not at where you want to be you probably never will oh totally. people who have a hundred thousand want a million People yeah. have a million. That goal just want keeps three moving, million. right? Yeah. You never. So being grateful for what you have and serving those people. Mm, like yeah. how amazing this podcast. Like you have these people who want to hear what you have to say. Like show up for them. Totally. And the rest will come. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at is I'm like, I really want to get to 10,000 because again, it will make my workflow and my work life exponentially easier mm-hmm. hashtag get Becky to 10,000 for the love of all that is holy so I don't have to do extra work and I can play with my kids I can't wait to see, have her stop talking about yeah. it Seriously. right like, let's just be honest I'm or it. Yeah. maybe you know what here's here was a self-limiting belief is that the only way to get that is like by doing followers why haven't I written a letter to Instagram or and tried to like go about it a different way I don't know I don't know that type of thought does not serve me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> totally I need to am. be thinking about all the different areas. We digress. These followers yeah. don't really matter. But like the, not you followers matter. I love you. But I'm saying like the number of followers, like that really does yeah. not matter. But um, it's interesting how we have these like really deep seated fears that, that prevent us from showing up fully or prevent us from being in the moment fully. And what if you had like really let that hold you back? 
from Deal or No Deal or from any of the things. You've done a lot of really Mm -hmm. scary, amazing things and busted through some self-limiting thoughts Mm -hmm. and move forward. So if you could give people like two or three just stellar like pep talk tips of how to bust through that moment of like, I can't, this isn't for me, you know, all of Mm -hmm. those thoughts that we like kind of make excuses in our head um, to not show up in our life. So I would start with saying that no matter what your religion, no matter what your viewpoints on stuff, meditate, pray, do whatever you need to do to really feel like you're aligned with what you should be doing. You're aligning with your values. Yes. Um, And then if you do that, you just have to put one foot in front of the other and just do it. You're saying if you... Feel, you feel totally inspired and yep. you know that you're supposed to do the thing. The thing. Even though it terrifies you and you don't yes. feel, think you're qualified mm-hmm. and you're not enough for that or ready for that, you're mm-hmm. saying that if you feel like you're supposed to do that and you feel aligned Move with forward. that purpose, mm-hmm. you have to. The right? other thing I would say is just try things. Try things. And that can be on a very small scale to start. Mm. And the more you try things and figure out And a lot of, I feel like you look at someone's pedigree, you look at their resume Mm -hmm. and you can look at it as successes, but also failures. And I, you could, I could easily look at myself and be like, this didn't work out how I thought it was. This didn't work out how I wanted it to go. This wasn't as big as I wanted it to be. Um, it's easy to look at all your things in a negative way, but then you, you flip it around all those things, even if they weren't exactly how you thought, or they were failures it helped me know exactly what I needed to do next. And if I would have just kept in those thoughts, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, I would never know. And even moving forward, I mean, if I didn't get the deal or no deal thing, mm-hmm. that's that wouldn't have mattered either. Right. It, it just is another job and an amazing opportunity, but there could have been another one if that wasn't the one that I was supposed to Well, and, and just the act of like going to an audition, um, I was talking about this on Instagram earlier this year, I got a call to go to an audition and I haven't been to an audition in like 15 years and it was for a, um, hosting, a a game, not a game show, hosting a TV show that was happening. Mm-hmm. And I was a hundred percent sure that I was not going to get it because again, I haven't gone in an audition. It had been a minute. Years. Yeah. But literally I went into that audition and I was like, this terrifies me. So I'm going to do it. And it has nothing to do with the job. Like I'm taking that end result completely out of it because for me, it was just about the act of like, mm-hmm. crap, this scares me. And also I'm just going to do it. And, and I didn't get a call back. Clearly I didn't get the job, but also which is fine. If you don't go on auditions, you're never going to book a job. Right. So the more you do something, the more you get better at it. Right. So if you only went on the auditions that you for sure would book, mm-hmm. you might not book it because you didn't go on the 10 auditions before and get right. more comfortable in front of the camera. That's totally. true. Know exactly what you need to do. Yeah. You know, so you got to go through those yeah. painful things mm-hmm. or rejection things. They're only going to make the when you get to the point where yes this you you'll be able to feel it better that mm-hmm. yes this is where i'm supposed to be right. going well yeah. and in that mental preparation mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier and it really is something that becky taught me you really do have to go through the what if exercise mm. because if when you do that you realize that you're going to survive 
like yeah, no matter right. what it's happens. all gonna be fine like literally if you go if you approach something you're like well what if it totally bombs okay right. well then if it totally bombs then that means i don't that's not going to happen in my life and so something else will happen well what if that doesn't happen then something else right you know what i mean i yeah, just like I think, my one audition i could have very easily just not done the video and yeah and then what yeah and then, and what? then what yeah but doing it I had this amazing experience yeah. with 28 other amazing women yeah. that are my good friends now. Yeah. And it was such an amazing thing, and it was awesome. Which, by the way, I think you were telling me you were the only one um, of those girls for Deal or No Deal um, that has three children. Yeah, correct? so there's three other moms. That's uh-huh. it. One has one Child, one has two, and I have three. Get it, girl. Yeah. Get it. You did it. I'm auditioning because yeah. I have four. Yeah. Just kidding. We need you. Next I, 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 here's the thing, though. That job that I didn't get, thank goodness I didn't, right? Like, I don't even really think that that's what I would have wanted because now there's other things happening. Mm-hmm. You did it for that the are experience. So, but it's yeah. so much better. Like, yes. what I'm doing is yes. so much better. And it's not It's not about the job. It's not about the audition. It's not about any, about any of it. Yeah. What it's about is making yourself available and, and having the courage to move through discomfort so that you can open yourself up to possibilities, right? Absolutely. To not even, to not stop yourself before you, you're even getting started. And that is what I would say is the most important thing in the world is that each and every single person listening to this right now has things that only they can do that can change the world for good. And if you are busy complaining about your body, thinking about your body, thinking about any... You're too old. You're too you're poor. Too my you kids are too money. young. My totally. my life just how. doesn't look like that. That's yeah. just not me. I mean, I could, I could go on and on and on about these self-limiting thoughts. And if you're doing that, you're not fulfilling the purpose and what all of us need you to do to make the world a better place. We all are in this together. There's so much craziness and sadness and hard things going on in the world we need each other and we need each other to be positive and lights in this in this world we need to influence each other for the better in that Mm -hmm. work and and when you say we need you in this world and we can change the world i believe that as well i and also Mm -hmm. we all know this and believe this is that that most important work really can start with those who are right in front of you right now. That is how you can change the world. And so stop with your limiting beliefs about the influence that you can have just within your own family, your Mm -hmm. community, your circle of influence just right close to home. Mm. I, I just think that we all can do a little better about not holding ourselves back. For sure. I love that. Is there anything else that you wanted to share before we wrap up, Summer? I would just say um, I love connecting women. I love helping. If there's anything that you think, uh, DM me on Instagram, and I'd love to be a part of um, uplifting you and helping you in, in any way I can. You guys can find Summer Balesa. Isn't that what your account is on Instagram? Yeah, she's And she really means it. That's that's one thing that I love about about Summer and a few other women that we have met in in this world of podcasting and, and social media that we're in is these women are out there. Don't think for one second that this that women are cutthroat and want to tear no, like I know mm-hmm. more women who are like Summer who are like I will help you. Like high tide raises all ships, right? It's Let's true. Let's bond together. 
and rise together truly and i love that you're like that it just more people we need to be highlighting more women like you who truly truly mean it and champion other women yes yeah i mm-hmm. i think it's exactly right we all rise together and this information i have from from different things i've done it only helps if i share it it only helps other people if i'm available and and if i have something that can help you i'd love to to give it to you <laughs> Thank you for You're sharing awesome. it. And you don't have to. That's the thing is you don't have to say any of this. You don't have to open your mouth, but you do. And you choose to do that. And it only lifts other women. So thank you very much for that. And thank you for... Thanks for having me. Thanks for Ladies, hanging out I with us. I freaking love you. I freaking love you. I hope, I hope some us. woman out there, though, heard what Summer just said in that fearless way she said it. And it's giving her permission to go and help another woman rise at the end of the day it's permission we're giving here mm-hmm. don't you mm-hmm. don't you feel like that's what you're doing sometimes yes. especially when you share we, we talked about instagram when you share on instagram you are really inspiring other women and giving them permission to to just do things yeah that, yeah and not be um feel like you have to be small like do these amazing things and i Sometimes with my friends, I'll, we'll go through exercises where we have to say really great things about ourselves Mm. and it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And, um, Brooke and I would do this all the time and it would make us laugh because if anyone heard us, they'd be like, (laughs) okay, you guys like yourselves. (laughs) But it was a practice of really trying to not shy away from being like, you know what? I'm awesome at this thing. Yeah. We really nailed that, that thing. That's we spend, really cool. We spend so much time um, avoiding that feeling of discomfort mm-hmm. and, and making ourselves smaller than we are. Um, Tamara Fakro, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, I was at a class of hers, and she was describing different personality types, and the personality type that was me it was like a fox, I think, or something. Clearly it was Clearly. a fox. Hilarious. Okay, so, and, and she was saying the downside of that is sometimes people can can say things to you like, oh, you're so full of yourself. And she said, to that I say to them, of course I'm full of myself. Who the heck else should I be full of? And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. That is so true. And when you say it and you're a little uncomfortable, the hopefully it allows another woman to say, the same, yes. you, know, you know, I'm good at this. Be full of yourself. Yeah. And guess what? Be yeah. full of other people too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, friends, thank you so much for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write those promptings down that you feel, and most importantly, act on them. We love you. Summer loves you. I do. (laughs) We're cheering you on. And we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Right now, well, as far done. as I can tell, that's the title. Mm-hmm. Unless Be- Becky wakes up at four in the morning with an inspired different idea. Let I- me be very clear to you. <laughs> there is not a force in heaven or earth that would cause me to wake up before you. I know. In fact, there's not a force yeah. on earth that's going to have me wake up at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Morning. I know. Okay. It's going to be hard to wake up. Aren't you so tired? Hi, how's it going? Hey, what's up, Summer? Not a lot.
Um, you sound like, sultry. I feel like I need to do the NPR voice. Do it. Yeah. No, no, no it's just kidding. Warm. Hold on, I just have to do some more ups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 